Welcome to Mums on Cloud9. I'm Heather Black, a champion for women in tech and founder of Supermums, a global brand supporting mums to develop a career in the Salesforce ecosystem. My podcast aims to inspire and support mums to develop a flexible, well-paid, successful career in the tech sector. On the show, we share top tips, insight and inspirational stories from women who've carved out a great career, as well as talk to experts and employees who champion diversity and gender equality. During Series 3, we're teaching women how to be bold and proud in pursuing their career ambitions by sharing top tips and expertise from a range of experts on the show. This week, we are talking about how to create a new identity as a mum. One of my favourite phrases is that when you have a child, everything changes and you reevaluate who you are and how you want to be going forward. So today I'm delighted to have Awena on the show, who is a motherhood and well-being coach, as well as an occupational therapist. And she's going to unpack some of the secrets, some of the secret things we can think about when we transition from being a woman to a mum and how that how we can change our self-identity. So Awena, please do tell us more about what you do. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. This is such um, an important component of becoming mothers and also really important for women who are in that sort of workforce as well. So thank you so much for bringing me on today. Um, Yes, so I'm an occupational therapist which is basically I help people to figure out a way forward taking a very whole approach to mental health and well-being. I'm also like you said a motherhood and well-being coach and I'm a specialist in something called matrescence. So that's something that we're just going to talk a little bit more about today. So matrescence is the term given to the phenomenal transition that every single woman goes through when she becomes a mother. It's not really heard about, it's not really talked about, and I believe that there could be a link here between women who experience more complexities with motherhood, for instance, things like mental health um, issues, postnatal depression, is that we're not yet fully understanding what matrescence is and how to actually support a woman. So that's where I come into play. And I really believe in nurturing that, that first sort of entrance stage into motherhood. So that's kind of what matrescence is. It's a bit like adolescence, but for women, if you think about it like that. Amazing, isn't it? I mean, who knew? I mean, I never heard of that before. And I think thousands of other mums wouldn't either. So tell us more about how it can give us our superpower. How can it, how having that information and knowledge about what it is, how can that make us feel bolder and smarter? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm such a big believer in education is power anyway. So I do believe that if we understand something and we're aware of it, that then gives us a control as to know what to do with it so for mums so for all the mums that I speak to for the mums that I see and all the pieces of writing that I do it's it's very much focused around that internal connection to self that internal awareness of functionality that internal awareness of change that's going on for our bodies and our minds so what happens through matrescence is there's so many changes that go on it sort of starts around about the conception stage and then goes on quite significantly for a couple of years but really we're constantly transitioning into motherhood further on forward but in those first couple of years of giving birth to our children 
we're very much expected upon ourselves but very much influenced by society to you know go back to work at nine months and just to kind of get back to normal that our bodies should go back to normal that our babies should be sleeping by a certain age and a certain stage and that now that we're a mum we should just know what to do when in actual fact what's happening is there's these phenomenal changes cognitively for us that don't really get talked about so our brains, for instance, they change and they develop. They actually start to deplete in certain areas. We can feel that definitely. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we, we do though, don't we? Because that's where all that kind of that makes that, you feel that, better. That's it. Doesn't make you feel so better. You think, oh, good. It's not just it's not just me. It's actually my brain. Um, but yeah, you're sort of you get very scatty and your your memory function goes a little bit, and you're very emotional, um, which is all completely normal because what's happening in the prefrontal cortex and the midbrain is that they're in fact shrinking a little bit but what happens postnatally is that that then allows for all that amazing growth to happen but the thing is we're not I mean I don't know about you were you ever told about your brain changes when you had a baby no and the thing is you always you say you've got a you know baby brain and like something like oh yeah whatever but it, it feels true right <laughs> honestly it feels like your brain is really coping with a lot of stuff so yeah. it's great that it feels like this is what baby brain is right it's evolving yeah. and your brain is doing different things yeah it's it's absolutely that there's been studies I can't remember where they were um but there's been studies been done on um MRI scans for mums up to two years postnatally and this is what was coming up so it was really kind of identifying the growth there so that's just you know things like that is really really amazing but also as we enter into motherhood we go in with all these expectations of who we're going to be as people and what we're going to be able to cope with on the other side and often when we go into motherhood it's completely the opposite of what we thought it was going to be and I do hear of mythical stories of like baby sleeping and, you know, everything going back to normal. There are people who that does happen to, but they're probably about one in every thousand people, <laughs> I would imagine, that, that actually yeah, happens yeah. to. You know, most of us, we're faced with um, sleep deprivation. We're faced with malnutrition, not malnutrition, but we're un uh we have sort of a nutritional depletion going on perhaps we're not eating the right foods we're obviously not getting the right sleep so we're craving things like stodgy carbs and sugary and fatty things which mm-hmm. of course then are having a negative longer term effect on our gut and our, our gut system and it all kind of links in together but i think really hugely is this um expectation of us to function as a as we used to function so that definitely goes in terms of work so we're expected to go back to work pretty much in the context that it was when we left work but actually we're completely changed our we've kind of spiritually opened a lot more Mm -hmm. perhaps our values have changed as well we're connected to things that feel very differently now you know and we we care about things that are different to what we used to care about so we're you know we're evolving and we're morphing and we're changing but those those first few years whilst all this these huge changes are going on we're not really provided as standard with for instance the simplicity of a well-being toolkit you know we're not taught that self-compassion is absolutely essential we're not taught that how to do three minute meditations and that self-care is absolutely paramount not something that's nice but something that you need to be able to exist and function as a human adult looking after another human person so Mm. you know I do kind of feel that 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 if we were given 
more of that education at the beginning then we'll be able to cope and hopefully the idea is of course then lessen the impact of um, mental health conditions like postnatal depression mm. um so actually funnily enough i'm doing a study at the moment with an american university so we're studying um the efficacy of taking my therapeutic coaching methods for first-time mums within that first year of giving birth mums who feel like they're struggling mums who feel like they're depleted mums who feel like they do have some level of postnatal depression or in fact are have been diagnosed with that Mm -hmm. we're going to gather all the data to then look at how we can then provide the same infrastructure across the board so through companies through healthcare systems things like that to try and lessen the impact and longevity of postnatal depression because that onset part is we are so Uh, fragile and we're so vulnerable that that's when we really need the most amount of education inspiration support help and guidance in a very nourishing but actually very empowering way because when you give someone the tools and techniques and the education around matrescence and the becoming of a mother then that woman then will know much more able how to manage herself she'll be able to look upon her transition and know that, you know, there is an end to different stages. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I certainly spent hours and days and and days and days, you know, fearing that I was never going to return to normal, thinking that this was it, that me and a screaming baby up till four o'clock every night, that was going to be my life for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it should be, it feels like it should be mainstream, right? I mean, you tap mm-hmm. into organizations to learn how to, you know, breastfeed. Everything's about looking yeah. after the baby in so many ways that there isn't really anything that kind of helps you figure out what's going on with you. And as you say, you kind of got to weather through and suddenly get back on with your day job completely normally and thinking, yeah. oh, God, you know right you know right here we go I've got to balance a lot of different things now and you know then you feel bad because well, maybe you should be not looking after the baby full-time but then you love your job and you feel guilty about that and there's so many different things so let's talk a little bit about how you can shape that new identity because I think that's it isn't it it's kind of redefining who you are understanding it from a science point of view and it's fantastic you're doing this study because I think the more that we can raise awareness of this mm. is actually this happens to you during maternity leave this is a thing mm. that we need to cling on to and not call it baby brain which is a little bit you know out there and not scientifically proved it kind of gives it more foundation to go this is a process you're going to go through you're going to form a new identity so tell us how do we form a new identity what are the things here we need to be thinking about yeah no that's that's really good that's basically what I sort of focus on a lot as well um yeah, I think so. There are some areas that, that we'll be covering. So a lot of it is that sort of self-discovery and self-awareness. Um, something I'll take you through some steps of how I managed to rediscover my identity. And actually, these steps have formed not only my entire business, but all the programs that I've developed and courses that I run and other programs that I'm developing and the research that I'm doing at the moment as well. So when when I was in motherhood, I um, in the very early stages of motherhood, I had this. I mean, you'll find this story all over the place. But I had a big breakdown around around ten months to one year, and then I had this huge breakthrough. But what happened with that breakthrough was was really really important. So the first thing 
that I did, which I would highly recommend um, anyone who feels like they're struggling in motherhood to do, is first of all, is to find some space to surrender. What I mean by that is to allow yourself just to be so that you can just surrender to the phase, surrender to who you are as a mother, surrender to your feelings that you might be getting around grief, loss of self, um, anxiety, you know, to actually accept what all these feelings and emotions are for literally just what they are. They don't have to form and be part of you going forward, but to accept that you will have and will ride different types of emotions. And of course, at different stages and to different varying degrees. So my experience is quite intense and quite turbulent, but I, I know that isn't everyone's experience. So um, when I decided to kind of just let go and surrender I, I was sort of letting go of the, the past me letting go of trying to get back to that past me letting go of trying to be that person because I wasn't that person I was this new person and actually when you learn to surrender you can have that kind of sense of relief you can have that sense of restoration and relaxation and that then allows you to find your way forward so first of all acceptance and surrender is so so powerful um I literally did that on my sat on my mum's couch cross-legged and just completely mentally surrendered my whole everything to the universe and and the powers that be and allowed myself just to be so first of all that's super powerful the next thing that I uh that I'd like to kind of just touch upon is you know allowing yourself space to rediscover who you are So when you can do this, uh, you can do this through things like, you know, writing lists of things that you enjoy. Just keep it really simple. Things that things that make you happy, things that you enjoy to do, things that help you to feel relaxed, things that help you to feel motivated, things that help you to feel creative, things that allow you to be creative. So, you know, you can just kind of write these down in a, in a journal, you can get pen and paper, you can do a big whole spider diagram, you know, however you like to kind of explore that. So taking those paths of, of self-exploration is really key as well, because once you've surrendered and you've let go, you're then open to allowing yourself to, to, to figure this bit out no one else can figure that bit out for you. No one can tell you what you want to do anymore or who you are or what you should be doing. It's completely individualistic and totally um, unique to every single woman. So other ways that you can do that is you can tap back into resources that you used to, you know, that you enjoy doing. So for instance, for me, it was looking into being creative. It was going back to yoga. I started to take control of my nutritional health again. So those things were really important to me because that's what, you know, was meaningful to me. And I started to identify things that I enjoyed. You know, I started to get back into listening to podcasts. I started to do more reading. I started to allow myself space to investigate who I was. I I thought, do I go back to university? I looked at that. I looked at uh, online courses that I could do to for personal development and growth, but also for inspiration for future career choices and future um, work potential sort of ideas. So there's loads of ways there that you can start to explore that. I mean, another really great thing is to 
touch upon things like self-love. So letters to yourself, you know, write a letter to yourself and tell yourself how amazing you're doing, how, 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 and what an incredible job of being a mum that you are. You know, there's really powerful um letters to self that you can do and I've I personally use these within my work and I've also taken them upon courses and things like that too but you can write a letter to yourself now as as the, as you are sort of in five five years down the line so imagine you're five years later on in motherhood writing a letter to yourself telling yourself how brilliantly you've done what an incredible um you know child you've brought up how amazing and resilient you've been how loving and kind you are so all of these will just really help to instill that self-love and a bit more self-confidence because no one else can really do that for you you know we do need to harness that ourselves to really truly believe in in our own um, ability to have self-love it's about what you want as well isn't it because yeah. people might have their own opinions like you know I'm mm. sure there's you know mothers and mothers-in-laws that be thinking oh well you should be doing more of this or that or partners you know you've got to be happy with what's right for you haven't yeah. you really I mean I love I've nodded all the way through what you're saying <laughs> like yeah this is so good this is so good what about for those people that are struggling motivating themselves because they might have sat there and gone okay I'm gonna do the acceptance I'm gonna write down all the things that motivate me and then mm. you know they get back to life gets in the way sort of things what's the way that people can motivate themselves to actually take some of the steps that you've talked about yeah I would absolutely put do something like um put them into a diary so set yourself a time aside where you know that either you can have someone looking after your child or you know that for instance if you have like a two-hour nap time is carve out that time and write it down so put it in a diary put it on a post-it note stick it on your fridge stick it on your mirror in your bathroom wherever you it's going to you know, help you to remind yourself and find that time. And first of all, start with a really small amount of time. Just just do 10 minutes, because often, you know, when we have time to ourselves when we've got young babies or when they're sleeping or someone else is looking after them, we're often filling that time with things to do and stuff to get on within the house and jobs to get done and emails to write. And quick five minutes, <laughs> a quick five minutes, you know, well, go to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, go to the toilet in peace, which like never happens ever. Um, <laughs> I mean, so, those moments where they're sat bouncing in the chair and then the dog bouncing, you're like, I just want to go to the toilet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. But, you know, by writing it down, it you're more likely to make that happen. So if you put that down on your calendar and go, right, Tuesday, 1.30 for 10 minutes, that is my time. I'm going to my room and I'm going to, you know, listen to that podcast. I'm going to write the letter to self. I'm going to make, you know, do some research on the internet, whatever it is that that, that, that you wanted to do. Yeah. Is, is to write that down and separate the time off and then make sure that you've got um that you that you're able to do that so do it in a time that, that works i.e nap time that you know is going to be a long nap time or um when someone else is able to maybe you know have the baby for a little while or something mm. like that as well and what's great actually just bounce an idea a lot of the super mums that do our course mm. um you know they they juggle training and retraining during that maternity leave mm-hmm. like they're they're squeezing in um and they find it really motivating because they have the structure mm-hmm. um and so they're you know they're completing the 16 hours to do a week but they're structuring that around the baby's nap time or yeah. getting somebody else to help with the baby at certain points and taking that time out for themselves so everything you're saying now is starting to sort of clicks into place thinking about 
the women we help who are at this point they're finding that retraining is giving them something solid to hold on to and giving them a purpose and so they're fitting it in um but i suppose some people struggle to kind of get to that point so tell us a bit more about your training and your courses what are the things that you offer that could help motivate people if people are really stuck yeah so i mean i have kind of self-led courses and um but also a guided therapeutic program which i'll be bringing out later on this year so i've taken people through one-to-one in that and what's really worked is that because it's a structured program that really helps people to attend it really helps gives people that focal point that that sort of that um thing to to do and to, to look forward and you know it gives them that motivation and that purpose so the way that I've kind of done this and the reason why I've done self-led courses and then a deep level therapeutic program is because, you know, you might be at a level where you're, you're just, just about ready to kind of dive into a self-led mini course, or you might be a little bit further on down the line and want to do that slightly sort of deeper inner transformational work. That's going to help you to really step into the person that you are to really kind of, you know, eliminate all the external noise and really focus on the, on the inner, inner self. So the mini courses, it's more, I mean, I'm going to actually change the name from course to toolkit because it's more of a toolkit. What what you get inside there is it's separated into lots of sections, but I've included loads of really great, nourishing, simple and easy to do activities. For instance, I've got a section on mindfulness with mindfulness activities in there. I've got a section on um, connecting to the self. So there's journaling, you know, why we journal, what happens to our brains when we're journaling, what happens to our emotional health when we're journaling and journal prompts. Then there's gratitude and breathing exercises for anxiety and things like that. So it's a really gorgeous kind of um, it's a self self development and you know self development and growth, but very nurturing, very nourishing self led toolkit really. So that's a really really good place for someone to start. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a low cost one as well, and then you can sort of dip in and dip out out of that when you've got the time to do that. So the other thing that I do is the course. <clears throat> which is a structured six-week program. So in that, you know, you get my full attention every single week. You get the support from the other women who are taking the course. And then you get to, um, you know, do a bit more deeper sort of diving into that internal workings of your well-being and spiritual Mm. and emotional and um, psychological well-being as well Mm. and that peer support was so important isn't it I mean you know you've got options I mean I was part of an NCT group and I know people talk about NCT a lot but then you know those workshops aren't happening happening physically now and and that's obviously teaching you different things to this but I think tapping into a peer support group at that point where you've just had a baby you're kind of redefining everything I you know I love the sound that you of the courses that you're doing because I think it's such a great opportunity to just connect with like-minded people Mm. right Mm. that helps yeah absolutely it's to connect with others and, and to connect with yourself and that's a big part of you know kind of my ethos I guess and uh, my values within you know what I do and what I bring to the world and the business that I have is that it's so important as, as a tribe a tribe of women you know to be able to connect within so that we can feel that inner strength and trusting within our gut and I do a lot of work around the sort of tribe and the sisterhood and trusting in your gut as well mm. but also that connection to other women not just other women who are going through the same experience as you but other women who are you know sharing the same kind of values to you and the same sort of approach to life um, yeah. because that's when you can really form those friendships and that bond and I mean I you know I could go on a whole spiel around um, <laughs> the sisterhood 
motherhood and oxytocin and the power of women when we get together um but that's probably for another day but um yes <laughs> that's those, another podcast the whole we'll hold other, that one whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome yeah. yeah fabulous well we'll provide a link um to your website in the podcast notes if anybody wants to go and take a look they can do have you got any social media handles they can also follow you on yeah, sure. If you just come on to Awena Naomi Ella on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn, you'll find me on there as well. Um, also, I have a free group which is called the Connected Mother Collective. So welcoming mothers at all stages to come into that group. And it's all about the mom. It's not about the baby. Of course, you can mention babies, but it's, you know, it's about the woman and her her um, well-being and strength. That's awesome. And that's a group on Facebook. Yeah. Yes, that's Facebook. Yeah. Brilliant. So I, I mean, I, I love this topic. I think it's so important to kind of, you know, help you accept yourself of who you are, redefine yourself. But it's also about making time to spend on yourself and investing in yourself as well, because I believe, honestly, that makes you the best mum, you know, finding who you are and being whatever that needs to be. And so I really champion and you know hats off to those women who are juggling learning salesforce during their maternity i mean you know it's it's great that we've got mums that we see taking those steps and i guess that's where depending on whatever path you want to go down is choose the right path for you you know and, and use that opportunity to kind of if you feel you are struggling in any particular way then everything you've learned today is the steps that you can take to be a stronger you right yes absolutely so yeah so don't ever feel like you're struggling reach out learn from this education and information is power as we've talked about today so find out more about this topic take it on board and thank you so much for for sharing all this insight with us today oh you're so welcome i really hope it helps some people that are listening thank you so much thank you thank you if you enjoyed the show today please do rate and review us on itunes um and we'd love to see you if you want to join the supermoms facebook group you can join us there and have chats about any of these conversations as well um and yes thank you very much for joining today and we'll see you next week on the show take care for now bye mums on cloud nine is kindly sponsored by rb in partnership with emperor